we're going to talk about four local marketing tactics for your auto repair shops, and we're switching it up in this podcast. Christian and I are trying something completely different. You're going to want to listen to this episode. All right. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. We're going to try to look something a little bit different on this episode, and we're just testing it out. We don't know if it's going to work or not. We haven't really practiced anything. We, I just told Aaron that I had an epiphany that it might be better for us to... I don't know, bounce ideas off of each other when we're talking about these and I guess challenge each other. Maybe I, I love challenges. I don't, I don't know exactly how this is going to work really, but um, yeah, we're going to try to, I guess, talk to each other instead of just relaying this information to you guys um, or our listeners. We do appreciate you listening um, and hopefully you enjoy this episode. We don't know if it's going to work, but here we go. Well, and regardless of that, whether we're talking back and forth or not, we're still going to deliver the same answers. You're still going to get the four local marketing tactics for auto hair repair shops. Yes. Got it? Cool. They are. Absolutely. So, just to be completely transparent, actually, Aaron came up with all these, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Technically, you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you came up with the ad. Yeah. Yeah, we have that little ad in the middle. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go to this first one. Reputation in this industry is key. Okay, why do you think that? So reputation is key, I believe, and that's uh, my experience is from, like, with the chamber or other business owners is, like, a lot of them are very sly in the sense that they'll come in after a storm. They'll come in after... Um, oh, when it's convenient for them. They don't necessarily build their relationships that they need to... Okay, gotcha. No, so they're, like, going in there, and they're like, hey, look... We know you had hail damage come in, which is it's completely fine. But it's like a storm hits uh, January 1st. They're in there January 2nd. Like, you know, you can see them drooling basically to like, hey, come over, come yeah, over. I want business, your business. Give me business. Yeah. yeah. Similar to like roofing, too, I think. So that's why. And I think that's also why the reputation is key is to build the relationship before the storm and after the storm mm -hmm. so that you can continue. Like, you know, storms are probably going to happen, at least in the DFW area. They're going to happen again. Especially so. in the McKinney area. <laughs> Holy cow. Were you in McKinney when that big storm hit? Um, I was driving towards it and we had no idea that you're talking about the one that it looked like snow. Yes. It was on the, on the roads. It like ruined telephone poles. Yeah. So we were just driving from Megan's parents' house, which is in Saxe, north on 75. We had no idea that there was a storm, nothing. All of a sudden, we just see cars underneath the bridge. What's going on? <laughs> and we drive past uh, the village, and there's just snow. I was like, wait, there's snow? And then we figured out it was hail. So we weren't there. We were maybe, I don't know, five minutes late. It was insane. Yes. It, um, I remember Catherine Brenneman, she's over at Authority Roofing, and she sent out a picture, and I was like, it literally looked like the middle of January, like after a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. But this was like March or April yeah. when this happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, okay, going back to reputation, you talked more about the offline reputation. Mm. Now, obviously, online reputation is important as well. Right. So well, I was talking about specifically for the chamber, which we'll get into a little bit later. But yes, online is absolutely important. Like mm -hmm. if, if your car gets hit, you got these for the people who are going to go out and get reviews are going to go and get their car fixed immediately. They're like, right. I can't deal with my car having a dent. I got to go do it. So they're going to Google, they're going to Facebook and they're like asking their friends or they're going to next door and be like, hey, who did you have to fix your car or who would you recommend? Mm hmm. 
if you just start the business or you don't have reviews, there's no way you're going to get recommendations. And they're sure as heck not going to go to somebody who has five reviews and they're all three stars. Like, mm-hmm. there's just no way. So you have to build that over time. The more reviews, the more frequent, the better. Yeah. And I think we talked about this on, on the last episode about concentrating maybe on Google and Facebook because mm-hmm. they're just the two main players um, when it comes to, to reviews and what people are actually searching for. Um, and we talked a little bit about Yelp, but Yelp is more for you know restaurants and things like that. But it does show up in searches, though. Yeah. yeah so like if you search for something like a business, if you search for bit branding on whatever platform, like one or two of them will show up and it'll be like Yelp, which I don't think we have a Yelp review. Go leave us a Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to us one time where there was a business owner that I think we may, I don't remember if we actually did business with them, but we did. It was a very big project actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember now, but that was one of the things like, Oh, well you don't have any Yelp reviews. Yeah. But we have 20 Google reviews and 10 Facebook, like, and they were all like five stars. I'm like, yeah, but still you don't have any Yelp reviews. It, it was, was very, very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, older guy. Nothing against that. But I think that's why he was like, I go to Yelp for all my food. So why isn't my marketing company there? <laughs> All right, number two, join the local chamber of commerce. We kind of alluded to this earlier, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the it's the same thing as the reputation. But I guess whenever I wrote this, I was thinking of it as it's not it's there's no better endorsement than somebody who knows that you like own a business. And say for example, I'm a or you're a repu- uh, auto repair guy, and you go to the chamber, and I use you, and then I recommend you. But people know that I own a business. They're like, oh. This guy owns a business for whatever reason. There's perceived value there, so they're like, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Aaron used Christian for his auto repair. I'm gonna, you know, I may give you five more referrals versus just somebody over here named Stephanie who, you know, you've heard of her one time and you talked to her since high school. Like that's just the perception is just a lot higher there. And joining gotcha. the chamber, you interact. So you're with not them. just saying join the chamber. I mean, obviously the networking and creating those relationships is very important. Right. But on top of that, getting those reviews from those business owners just holds a higher uh, standard, you know, or weight to just, yeah, like you said, someone else just, yeah, that's very true. I mean, think about it. Yeah. This way. I mean, if we had actually I had dudes look at that because most of the people I ask who I want advice from or people who I'm asking for recommendations are business owners and I'm going to trust them a lot more than mm-hmm. somebody else. That's just, yeah, I think whenever you need something, you usually go to, there's a private group for chamber members. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first place that you probably go to. Uh, you get a good local sense of, you know, who are the top players and whatever you're asking, you know, if it's mm-hmm. a auto hail repair or whatever. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Join the local chamber, interact, create those relationships and uh, I think like Aaron does with LinkedIn, you know, how you leave recommendations for other people, mm-hmm. uh, you should do the same thing. Yeah. Um, not just on LinkedIn, but um, again, join those private groups and, and talk about other members and um, or how good of an experience you had with X, Y and Z. Um, that will just help you and your reputation. Well, um, and think about like owner. insurance agents, <laughs> too. Like you could refer those insurance agents. You know that those people work so closely together. Mm hmm. We haven't changed the air horn yet. <laughs> Not yet. But we, said, we said we were going to. We are going to, but we're recording these both at the same time. So Yeah. Um, okay, so today I really just want to talk to you about Local Marketing Academy since we're talking about local marketing tactics. And uh, the Local Marketing Academy is a group that we started along with Abby Alter from Plano Moms. And uh, it's essentially a monthly membership group, both online and offline. The offline workshops you attend every last Wednesday. Correct. The last Wednesday of every month. 
and we usually talk about marketing, social media, uh, business advice, the top latest trends, news, and everything. Um, we also record all of our workshops, so you get a recap. Recap, <laughs> lost my word there. Uh, you get a recap of, of everything. You get the slideshows. Um, so it's very, very much uh, information packed and uh, a lot of how tos. Um, we also do deep dives into your social media accounts, um, so we can tell you what you're doing good, what you're doing bad, what we can improve. Um, essentially, the the local marketing academy just has a, a, a different range and gamut of business owners locally here who are wanting to get better at marketing or social media. So if you're interested in joining this group, you can go to localmarketing.academy. So it's not .com or .co. You just go localmarketing.academy. And um, I believe, I don't know if at the time that this podcast episode um, goes out, if we'll have it open. Um, But we usually open registrations from a certain time period. Um, If it's not open, you can still put your name and email in there so you join our list our wait list mm-hmm. and uh, once we open we definitely reach out to you um, to make sure that you're a good fit for the academy all right yes we'd love to see you there or join us virtually so we'd love the local marketing academy a great plug for them all right number three here is facebook lead Ads. How's this different than regular ads? Then okay, so lead ads and Facebook ads—they're the same. You use Facebook absolutely, but like a lead ad is—you don't need your own landing page or like a single website to collect the information. Facebook provi- provides that for you. So think of it as like. Um, so it's easier. Much easier for the business owner. Absolutely. They can go in there. They create a form on there to get the information that they need, and it's submitted via Facebook. And they don't have to create like a landing page. They don't have to create a bunch of stuff. It's like, here's my ad. Here's the lead form. And then they get the information from Facebook. Gotcha. So is that something that I guess you would recommend just everyone to start with or no? I think it's to start with. And I think that one of the things we talked about on here is like a bonus. So like it's definitely the easiest and most effective way for you to start if you don't know what you're doing necessarily on the ads because you got to figure out the ads and you got to figure out a landing page and you got to figure out all this other stuff but a lead form just makes it a lot easier and you just want to make sure you gather the right information and um, if you're just like a new auto hill repair shop you obviously know that you need to qualify these people because mm-hmm. a lead ad since it is so easy like you mentioned a lot of people will autofill this information, and so that's why you really want to ask, like, hey, what year's your car? When was it damaged? Um, you know, what's your deductible? Or, or things like that so that you have to actually fill it out so that it qualifies the person a little bit more. Gotcha. And uh, you're talking about here they should be offering a no deductible or no out-of-pocket or a free rental car uh, to incentivize people within that, these ads. Yeah, I think at this point, that's like the even playing field. If you mm-hmm. ever, like, I'm almost hoping my car gets a little hell damage and it doesn't get totaled because... Um, <laughs> Everyone's competing to yeah, they're trying to offer give you t- better things. To right, I'm going to get a massage business. after this. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to get... One person's giving away um, not only $250 deductible waived, but free car rental and... Um, there was something else, but they also get free tinting for their car windows. I'm like, 
please. Like, <laughs> come on, Hale. Just like, I just need like little dings. Like, if it's from a storm, your your insurance doesn't go up. You don't have to pay anything out of pocket. You probably get a sweet rental car, and then you get your, your windows tinted from a storm. Like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I think I have dent in my car. But I never bothered to <laughs> to get them fixed or anything. Yep. But now you're saying all those things, <laughs> like that might make sense. Well, if you have two years, I think to to file the claim. So it did it happen in March? Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know really. But yeah, you should check it out. I, I mean, I know a guy from uh, the chamber. Actually, multiple people. But you just search online. That's like what they're giving away. But one guy specifically for tinning. So that being said, Facebook lead ads allows you to get in front of a large amount of people without having to go to. I mean, as the chamber event's going to be good, but you're going to be in front of a hundred people. Whereas Facebook lead ads, you could be in front of thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we do we have anything written? Maybe a blog post or a video on doing a simple lead ad campaign no we should probably do that huh yeah or a tutorial i need mm-hmm. to do tutorials um so i think that'd be a good a good tutorial if you guys think that'd be a good tutorial to do or you're interested in that doesn't have to be auto repair and you want us to do a video on that go to instagram at bit branding shoot us a dm and be like hey do that auto hair hail or do that, do that auto hair <laughs> hail auto no do that lead lead ad for facebook and we can walk it through step by step and, and then send it that to you guys mm-hmm all right. And then the last one that we have here as far as local marketing tactics would be the post-it note on the windshield. I've gotten a lot of those, actually. Yes. But, okay, so the tactic here is I didn't put it necessarily in the notes because I was going to surprise you with saying, like, okay, so you've gotten the stuff on the windshield, right? It's very yes. annoying. Uh-huh. But have you gotten a post-it note before? Oh, Okay, okay, no, not really. So um, a tactic that I heard this last week is they don't do like that stupid crap that gets stuck in your windshield and you like look at it and then you throw it on the ground and hurt the environment. Actually, I had one that got stuck. Like it got wet, it rained, and then I just left it there for a long time and it got baked in the sun. And then when I was like, okay, I'm ready to get, take this out, the flyer was like stuck to my windshield. It was insane. Okay, sounds like it's like it happened in 2018. He's like, I'm getting rid of it in 2019. Like, you should probably. Oh my gosh, Megan, if you're listening to this episode, please help Christian. (laughs) I don't know what happened. It rained, then it was so hot. Like, I left it there for three weeks, and I'm. It's like today's the day I'm gonna do it. It's a Saturday. I feel good. I'm gonna take it out of my windshield, and it wouldn't come off. Okay, so the post-it note strategy is to put a pink post-it note with a handwritten um, message, typically from a girl, Mm -hmm. um, a girl's handwriting anyway, because... Good handwriting. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's kind of sexist. Well, (laughs) I mean, kind of, but it's almost always true. Yeah, very true. (laughs) But so a girl thinks that it's getting a message from a girl and a guy thinks it's getting a message from a girl. It's like, hey, you know, call me. And that's all it says. And then when they call him, it's like, hey... Um, you said to call you. I was like, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to alarm you. I didn't mean to do anything um, to upset you or anything. I just noticed that you had hail damage. And, you know, we offer all of this for free. I don't want you to be out, but I saw that, you know, you had a little bit of hail, hail, hail damage. And I'd love to help you. Here's all the things we're offering. This is where we're at. Like, you know, I can easily send you information. I'm not trying to bombard you. If you don't want anything, I'll hang up. And by that point, they're like, oh, okay, I thought something was wrong with my car. There was something that was, you know, an issue. And <clears throat> nine times out of ten at that point, they're already like, oh, cool. Well, yeah, I've been trying to get the hail damage fixed, but I just, you know, had to go through all that hassle. And you basically <laughs> told me, like, I get it waived. I get the free rental car. Yeah, they get all the information right there. The only thing about this tactic is... <clears throat> 
you can't go to, for example, an apartment complex no. and literally put the same post-it on 10 cars in a row. It would have to be more of a strategic, you know, placement to make sure that the people are not just seeing hundreds of post-it notes on every single car. Yeah. I think this is one that's like, you do the Facebook lead ads, you go to the chamber. This is one of those ones where you just have them in your wallet all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you go to like the mall or you're going to places like that and you're like, oh, like this car looks like it has hail damage. Okay, let me pull out one and put it here. And so maybe you place three a day max. Mm-hmm. But that's, I guess, it's pretty good margins for this company because if you just get... Um, three a day or two people to call you the three then it's pretty good um and the guy that i talked to who said like he thought of this anyway is say if he lands if he puts out 10 of them within hours he'll get a call from half of those people and within a day or so he'll have 80 percent of those people call him dang so now did he tell you how much business he gets out of that so if they qualify they close it every time meaning like uh, and that's what he said. So, you know, let's take that with a grain of salt. Let's say yeah. it's like 80% of the time. But still, if you send out 10, eight of them call you, and then just even five of them actually become clients, that's, <laughs> that little piece of paper is pretty good ROI. Yeah. Is there a post-it note strategy for websites? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we should go in. Uh, hmm. That's actually, we should we should think of something pretty unique or cool for the, for to get websites like that. Like, hey, look. Your website, or like, uh, we put like a 2000 sticker, like, hey, you know, thanks for chilling in the 2000s. Cool th- <laughs> things that were cool. Shania Twain, whatever else. Your website sucks now, or something. Maybe not. The, thing is like, the only thing I can think of is an email, mm-hmm. and then it, we just have to write it really good and include gifts and all that yeah. to really make it not too salesy, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. So, whether you're an auto repair shop, repair shop or another business, you could use something like what Christian was talking about with the post-it strategy. Um, and I think that's what would be pretty cool is using that strategy for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also other businesses too, cause it's just a trying to, you know, be creative with the ways that you're reaching out to people instead of the same old things that everybody else is. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's it, right? That is four things. Four things. All right. So as Christian mentioned earlier, this is a completely different style of episode. We wanted to talk more to each other and have you guys listen in on what we talk about. Um, Sometimes it goes a little off the rails, but we really want to hear your feedback on this episode. You don't have to leave it an honest rating and review. That'd be great bonus. But if you could go over to Instagram and leave us a DM, be like, hey, look, I normally am listening to the episodes. All your other episodes were fire, but this one was like three fire emojis and or or not. Let us know and we'll Mm -hmm. switch back. Uh, we just want to make sure that the show is good for you guys, uh, but we think that, that switch will be really helpful for you. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, how did how did you feel about it? I felt good. I was like, answer. We're answering questions to help people versus just talking at people and like you know, not everybody gets all of the information they need out of tactics. Now, me for. I'm like, okay, that's great. I can get these tactics and use them, but it's more conversational in the sense yeah, that people yeah. actually. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like w- the stuff that we go off the rails about, maybe relatable to other people. They're like, oh yeah, I'd do the post-it strategy yeah, or something. Exactly. I cool. agree. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next week. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding. 